Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be sure to check out our sponsor, Day 11 Podcast. They became known to us for being the Westworld podcast that covers other Westworld podcasts. But it turns out Day 11 is much more than just Westworld. They just wrapped on Better Call Saul. They're currently in the middle of 13 Reasons Why. And for election season, they are going to be picking up House of Cards. You can find them by searching Day 11 Podcast on whatever podcatcher you use or heading over to Day11Podcast.com. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. This is Unspoiled, covering Westworld, Season 2, Episode 8, Kiksuya. In this episode, this is my favorite Westworld episode so far, and... It's going to take my heart when it goes. <laughs> Welcome to Unspoiled. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Natasha. I'm Rashawn. And this is take two <laughs> of this, uh, her and I recording this episode because some tragedy occurred last oh, time. It was tragic. Honestly, guys, it's just, it's real luck that it happened on an episode that was actually really fun to talk about. Yes. So, because I can't imagine... For example, as Rashawn said before we started, if we had to re-talk about last week's episode, for example, that would be a bummer. <laughs> it's not like that was such a bad episode, but I feel like it would be tough to get excited about it again. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. I probably should start out saying that the leading man in this episode uh, liked a tweet that I made about starting a fan club for him. So I'm pretty much famous now and I will be <laughs> altering my fees appropriately. So be ready for that. Um, so Rashawn, you like this episode. I love this episode. I love 
practically everything about it. I love the way it builds to the reveal at the end, which you kind of get an idea that's what's happening about midway through the episode, but you don't mm-hmm. get the confirmation until the end, so that's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautifully shot. The acting is out of this world in this episode. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's just it's just top to bottom. It's a wonderful um, hour of television. Yeah, this was one that uh, I I finished it and I was like, all right, and I started it right over again <laughs> from the beginning because I was just like, I need to see this, please, right now again yeah. and absorb it better because you're so enthralled with it the first time around that you sort of it just felt different watching it than it did than watching other episodes uh, yeah i was yeah. just so absorbed completely by mm-hmm. it and not trying to figure it out yeah the way that i have on on other episodes where i feel like it's been almost distracting mm-hmm. that i'm trying to like piece things together and because there's not much of that i think that gave my brain a rest yeah it's this story is told very linear you know yeah there's um we even when we have moments where we go out of of um aki telling his story you know we kind of go back to the um to the mesa for a moment we see uh smallwood and mave in a you know in a couple of scenes but it feels very much like he's just telling us one story so you can focus 100% on it, mm-hmm. which is something you don't get to do a lot of the times with these these episodes because there's so many versions of, of one story being told, you right. know. Um, but this is just an hour where you can just get completely sucked in. Um, and I think you're right. It is a bit of a break. Yeah, because I love I love the puzzle. It's I don't want to say this like it's a um a something that I find the tracks from the show in general, but it is sort of like because we are all sort of aware already that there's a twist and that they did this last season also. It's sort of like going into a movie and knowing there's a twist because you've heard people mention it. And mm-hmm. you spend the whole movie trying to figure out what the twist is instead of actually watching and being affected by it the way you would if you hadn't been spoiled on that. Mm-hmm. And having this be so linear and such a an isolated, controlled, tight story that only applies to a really small section of the park and, a, mm-hmm. and one person's experience, it just really helps with... Um, focus and calming things down and giving your audience a, a chance to breathe and yeah. accept things at face value. Right, right. I love too that even though it's a very um, sort of narrow story, you know, of one person's sort of journey, mm-hmm. it fits really well in a larger story that we all already know about the park. Right. So we... We when we're following him through his uh, his search, we are going places that we have been already, you know. Right. Um, and when we see him meet Ford, for instance, or when we see him meet um, the Man in Black, or when he meets Logan, 
it's like his story fits so well into the larger story that um sometimes you can have an episode that's kind of like um what do you call it like a self-contained episode that doesn't really have a lot to do with whatever mm-hmm. else is going on in a series right and those are always you know those are usually very good but sometimes you can be like well but, but that was a great hour but what does that do for my story that i'm watching like how does that move the larger story forward yeah and this manages to do both of those things this completely moves our series for the season forward mm-hmm. but also gives us a chance to just really get to know like one person in a way that we don't with a lot of our other characters yeah i think i think that's a good point to make is that it can it and also like introducing a whole new character and giving us his entire story in one episode Mm -hmm. is a real risky thing to do Mm -hmm. when you don't know that you like this character yet to have the whole hour be focused around them right it occasionally cuts back to the lab but mostly it's here yeah yeah. and And they just really like blew it out of the water in terms of giving us somebody that i actually gave a shit about (laughs) yeah and then the actor that they have here um who we've seen you know we've seen him before and um but he's not like you said he's he's for the most part he's new to us though you know he's a face that we've seen but we don't know anything about him what his life was like before this episode and then all to, to devote a whole hour to a character that most of us probably haven't given more than one second thought to mm-hmm. is really risky. You're right. Um, but the payoff is tremendous. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, if you didn't get an actor this good also, listen, this could could have went a whole other way. (laughs) Oh my God. This fucking, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to save my thoughts for the beginning because we start off with the man in black crawling along the ground feeling fucking sorry for himself still <laughs> alive really just somehow. you're not gonna die here man <laughs> how is he still crawling around i can't understand this motherfucker he, he, like is he the terminator what is he still <laughs> is he a host is that what's happening oh my god the man in black if he's a host that was the, everything that was upside the thing down owen threw that out there in season one was like oh is he a host and i was like if he's a host this is crazy this whole thing is nuts <laughs> which uh i'm not saying that in the oh that's impossible i just it's exactly what i said it would be crazy i'm here for it if that's what they decide <laughs> to do but well. so he yeah i um, mean they haven't given us any other fucking explanations for how he's still you know making his way around even if it's on his belly you know uh yeah if they at least just were like he keeps finding those uh those those guns yeah yeah they're not giving us anything what are those things repair guns like what would we call those the little uh i don't know the skin suturing sort of hot gun it looks like a glue gun to me it's like looks a, like a hot a glue, glue gun, gun. <laughs> and it basically does that same thing though right it just puts the I skin mean, back not together really it seems you know? to properly stitch there's not like a huge line yeah and oh my god would you can you imagine if like 
flesh-colored hot glue came out. Oh, Jesus Christ. How gross that would be. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. So, Akiche is his name, right? Um, uh, yes. He brings the man in black back to camp. And it's like, uh, I just wanted him to kill him. And I know he that. Him over the horse like a sack of potatoes. Yes. <laughs> I love how he just slumps him to the ground. Too. Just like, well, here we are. Oh, like just a bag of trash. <laughs> Which he is. He is a bag of trash. <laughs> Ah, uh, he's all, you could have just let me die. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> that was something. I really dislike this person. It really is like, oh, really? I could have just let you die? I had no idea. Thanks oh, for educating me, white man. Right. Like, I just, that moment of, and so you must need something from me or whatever. Like, you're not. Yeah. What do you, you're, don't try and pretend that you're insightful and clever when what you are doing is being passive aggressive asking questions. Don't pretend like you have any power in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like you're all, you can't even stand up. You don't get to make demands or, or, oh, he's overestimating his importance. Yes. In this Which moment. Which I think is really his brand. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> That is on brand for this man. <laughs> and um, so this is when we, he says, um, uh, Aki says, uh, death is a passage from this brutal world. And you don't get that. Nope. So how do you like them apples? How about that <laughs> motherfucker? I wish we had a, a response from the man in black to that, but we don't really get it. He, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't for say once, shit. <laughs> yeah, just doesn't have a quick answer. How does it feel? <laughs> um, and we go to the lab. Uh, it's a flashback before we get to the oh, lab right. of Maeve and her daughter. Which, I just really don't need these anymore. We, we know, guys, that's the one flaw in this episode is the constant, like, reminders of this is what we went through it's like we know this right and later on when we see like the actual way something went fine that's different but this flashback right here don't need it at all we know who she is we know what they went through we know what this person means to her and how frightening he is to her the only thing we get here is the little stone with the maze on it right and Maeve says, uh, where did you get this? And she says, the ghost gave it. And he said, he'll be watching us. That's not scary at all. Right. So, which is, un- which I guess, like, yeah, there's no way she's knows, she's, she knows what that means. Mm-mm. Like, my, like in my head, I was like, well, then maybe that would have made more sense why the ghost nation was always there outside their cabin and stuff. But is a mother talking to a child and she tells you something like that you're not gonna that's not gonna make any sense <laughs> not only is it not gonna make sense but when we first recorded this i expressed some confusion about whether or not Maeve remembers this or 
Because we never see this memory in Maeve's head. No. We only see it when she's in her daughter's head. Spoiler. Hey. Um, which does, which is really strange to me that Maeve doesn't seem to recall. Right. Yeah. This we, until now. That's yeah. It's, um, it's weird because the only thing I can think of is that it seemed so inconsequential to Maeve that she just like legit forgot about it, especially considering she had so much trauma around this time in her memory and that's all Mm -hmm. she ever seemed to be focused on so yeah it seems like she just completely forgot that that happened until he reminds her yeah hmm all right well i guess that's fine i guess i feel like the show probably just didn't think about this yet when they first showed us those scenes yeah i think you're right you know but uh i mean well you know what though but now I'm like, did they think about it? Because they did give us the maze in the front yard the first season. But that doesn't... Like, we don't need this scene for that maze to make sense. No, no, no. Yard. No, no, no. I don't... No, not not tying the maze to the scene. I was just like... I had said kind of snarkily that the show inserted this memory this season because they hadn't thought about it. But then I thought, well, but they gave us that maze. So they were thinking along the lines of having the ghost nation not necessarily be the the bad guys the bad guys yeah hmm so yeah i don't know well smallwood is trying to convince this tech guy that mave is special Mm -hmm. that she can control other hosts with her fucking mind and this tech is just like i feel like tech is not adequate because obviously this guy is more in charge of things yeah. than the others that we yeah. he's not a butcher he's may- he's got too nice of hair to be a butcher yeah maybe he's like behavior or something yeah and he's just doing the dirty work because things are a mess right now which is what he's telling smallwood things are a mess right now <laughs> um and i don't have time just get her out of here so he is going to check her out it turns out but it doesn't go the way smallwood thinks no it doesn't what the fuck what was he thinking when he he, uh he doesn't realize how much his mindset has changed Mm -hmm. i think is really what just all it comes down to is that he still views them as other and is not like as empathetic as he should be but one could argue Smallwood is not an empathetic person. So even if they were fully human, I don't want to say that he would do much better than he's been doing, to right. be honest. Right. Um, but I think it's not until he sees the way that she's flayed open that he fully realizes what it means that other people don't see them or don't know them the way that he's gotten to know them. Yeah. Um, he's um, like simultaneously offering her up as something special that can be used right Mm -hmm. but then is dismayed when he sees that all they're going to do is use her how about that (laughs) that was the that was the trump card that you played 
dude to convince this guy to not kill her is that, oh, but she could be valuable. And guess what? Yeah. You were right. Congrats. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I guess he thought they were just going to patch her up and then let her, what, walk back out with him? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Punk ass. <laughs> What's your punk ass? <laughs> Did you see that Maxine Waters meme today? No. Oh my God. It was um, a picture of him on the phone. You know him from, what do you call it? Who's the devil? Oh my God. I can't remember the name of the cartoon. But anyway, it's a devil holding a phone up next to their ear with this like smirk on their face. And it says Maxine Waters yesterday. And the devil's just saying oh, what's your did, punk ass i did see that <laughs> <laughs> i did see that <laughs> oh it's <was> good stuff <laughs> i ain't scared i was like oh my god who is this woman <laughs> um so yeah we i'm just gonna like deal with him overall is just that we get like this apology mm, that, i hate that moment so ugh. much i really really hate that moment agreed and I don't know if the show thought that we were going to have a different reaction as viewers. I kind of think they did. Like, I hope they didn't. I hope they didn't think that all of a sudden we were all going to be like, oh, but well, I guess he's not so terrible. Because that moment just says to me that he's even worse than I thought he was. Now, he- why is that? Why worse? Because, I mean, it's one thing to be just like a selfish prick. And, you know, that's just who you are. And it's another to fucking uh, do this, cause the situation where she's down there with however many bullet holes riddled through her body and then having been cut open and used and then you just want to cry over her. No, get out. Get out. Get out <laughs> yeah i agree with you i but i do think that the show expected us to be touched by this moment Ugh, i did not I really care do for it it just made me mad i feel you <laughs> um it was one of those where i i did that thing where i got sucked in for a second like for a moment i was like oh he's finally and then all of a sudden i was like yeah he's finally now (laughs) it was just i i really didn't about face all of a sudden um and she's like what winds up happening with her by the end of this episode is she we just see her staring up at the screen because we get the reveal of who she's talking to Mm -hmm. because they summon charlotte um so now we can go back to um, Aki and just talk about him the rest of the time. Good. <laughs> Yay! So Aki aka the most phonogenic beautiful Native American man I have ever laid eyes on. <laughs> There's is... a little young boy in this episode too that, that's alright. Mm. He is alright. The one that ends up disappearing. The, the yes. son. Yes. I know. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm. He's a little too young but <laughs> nevertheless there's very there's potential there <laughs> so um so yeah akicha comes over and he talks to Maeve's daughter 
and he speaks to her in English mm-hmm. and asks if she's afraid. And um, he says, you can remember all the things you've seen. Yeah. All the lives we've lived. And there was definitely like, as this starts off, I'm like, well, all right. So I guess her daughter also can speak Lakota because he starts speaking in Lakota when he tells her the story. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until way later when he says something. I can't even remember the line now. He's at, When I first watched the line that made me realize what was happening is he says something about, <clears throat> I made the journey. You know the one I mean. Yes, that's right. That is the one. You know the journey that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) I love that. So he starts telling her who he used to be. Mm. And this is so gorgeous. The the love that he would have died to protect. My God, the lighting in this scene with them. It's like all this nice sunlight's coming in and everything is all warm and cozy looking and it's just beautiful Ugh. and he's got his makeup off this is the first time we've ever seen him like without the makeup on well we saw him in the the we saw him without makeup but he's when he's not playing akitura when he's um at the big fancy party to get logan to invest he was there yeah, he's the he's the um the second guy, the second guy in command. When they they go to that the- was him. Yeah, girl, you did not mention this the first time we recorded this. Oh, I didn't, and I had no idea. Yeah, that's him. He looks so different in those scenes. <laughs> he's got like his hair slicked back and a ponytail. Yeah, I don't care for it at all. <laughs> no, I like the free-flowing hair. And I like either this all-natural look that he's got going on right now with the skins or full body paint, <laughs> Both of these are acceptable to me. But hair and ponytail and suit, nah. No, I don't, I don't like that. No. Oh, that's shocking. I can't believe I didn't put that together. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, <laughs> and on we go. Um, I love the way he describes the family in the community too, mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know, we're all connected and we were all one. And um, I don't know. It just like, you know, it's not going to stay like this, mm-hmm. but you're just like, but I want it to stay like this. This is like seeing the first scenes of Game of Thrones when all of the Starks are together mm. at home and mm-hmm. everything is like, you know, and you're like, yeah, I have a feeling this isn't how this is going to be. But... <laughs> so he's wandering around and gets drawn by the sound of gunfire mm-hmm. down to, and we see the white horse this fucking running horse. through the graveyard, this omen it definitely is because i don't know what else to make of that it's just a fucking uh bad sign yeah a Um, portent (laughs) i guess this was supposed to have been dolores's horse right because she always rode a white horse maybe i mean that's as good a theory as i've heard so i'll 
That sounds good. And he calls her later on Deathbringer. Mm-hmm. And Death is supposed to ride a white horse. Yeah. So I guess that all ties together. <laughs> That's usually what I think whenever I see the horse is that fucking pale horse. So. I love how, like, low-key disgusted we both seem to be about this. <laughs> like, well, I guess it's the fucking, I don't know. It's always what I, whatever. Wow. Don't get too excited, guys. Um, so, yeah, he goes down there and the entire town has been massacred yeah, he... and Arnold's is dead on the ground. And he goes inside and finds the maze mm -hmm. the... and a fucking fly lands on his hand. Yep. Soon as he fucking picks it up, right? What do the flies mean? I don't. It's just, it's, I don't know. But they, it's... Mm. I feel like they have to represent consciousness or, so, or, or something. They, I mean, they... Is, they, is it supposed to... Oh my God, Rashawn! What? It's a bug. <laughs> Do you get it? Oh my God. Do you get it? I think I get it. I think that's what it is. That's very good. Oh my god, I fucking feel so stupid that right is, now for not seeing that. That is very, very good. <laughs> oh, I'm really annoyed. I hate it. I hate this almost as much as that pun that Steve shared with you today. Yeah, that was... That was no. My, that was... <laughs> my brother-in-law, Mark, that shared it, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> Come on, it's a watermelon proposing to a cantaloupe. <laughs> you guys get it? Do you get why the cantaloupe has to turn down the watermelon? <laughs> Do you get it? I'm not going to tell you. Figure it out. <sighs> it's a bug. Oh my god, that makes sense. I can't believe I didn't figure that out. I'm so angry with myself. <laughs> oh, it's so obvious. God, I'm just going to sit here and stew for a minute. Okay. <laughs> You go ahead. Take take it away. <laughs> While you stew. While I get fucking annoyed. <laughs> so he's staring at the maze. And then um, we go back to uh, where the rest of the tribe is. And he is now carving this everywhere. Yes. He's obsessed with this now. He's carving it into sides of hides and in the dirt and on stones and he's starting to get the side eye a little bit yeah people are starting to wonder what's up with old boy over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one where, where it's carved into the hide that they're tanning mm -hmm. looks way too much like a human scalp it does look. it does very upsetting um She's yeah <laughs> why is he doing this and he's over there carving it yep. into a stone. While they're talking about him. <laughs> yep. He says, your man is losing his mind. He's marking it everywhere. And he just can't stop. It just, uh... And that last one, he's he's drawn on the stone. Did you see that? Yeah. It's a little bit different. It's got the little body. It looks like, almost like the logo for the show. You know what I mean? With like the body. Oh my god, you're right. The one that he's doing on the stone. Yeah, it's not the maze. It's, it's not the maze? I mean, it's still the maze. I mean, maze. it is, but it's, it's, it's not the, like, ugh. 
he's got like like a little man in there at the center of it. But didn't the other one have the man at the center of it? Well, I think they do, but because the the maze is because the other ones are so ornate, you can't really tell because it goes into like a little tiny circle. But the, I... but the one on the stone, it's like because he doesn't have enough space, you can clearly see it. I'll wait for you if you can fat like when he's sitting on the rock. I mean, I've seen the one on the rock. I'm going to the one in town because I feel like that one definitely had the man very visible in the middle. Did it? Yeah. Hold on. I'm going there now. And oh my god, when you want to see it, it just is so slow. Pick it up, mm. just pick it up, guy. Yeah, there's a guy in the middle. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, he looks just the same to me, anyway. Mm. I've always noticed the guy in the middle every time. So that's why I was like, what do you mean this is different? There's always been a guy in the middle. Oh. I don't think I ever noticed it as much. Huh. Okay. So right after that is when we see him back downstairs in the lab. And this is when their story is getting changed. Right. And he says that this is the first time he lost her. I was reborn, and this time I came out breathing fire. And we get to see him with the makeup on, murdering villagers and campers and all manner of white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants them something brutal, something dehumanized. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is what they get. And yeah, this, this is... Oh, Sorry, I was just, just going to say one of the things they say in the in the lab before they come back upstairs up top is that um, they're not going to have to add a bunch of dialogue because they're not going to be doing that much talking and they don't have to do a bunch of a rebuild over what he already was. They're just going to up his aggression. And so right. that would that would be why he could still remember everything. Yeah. And this was something that had come up last episode also was that there was somebody who was watching that got really angry at the show for leaning into stereotypes and ugly tropes with native American characters. And at the time I was just so frustrated because it seemed so obvious to me that this was on purpose and supposed to be gross because they're dealing with like white customers. Mostly. Right. Right. And they're going to lean into the ugliest shit in order to appeal to the mass market because of course you would. Right. And same reason why our movies did it. Exactly. <laughs> why, why would our park be any different? So while I understood their concerns, I was just like, if you don't understand why this is the way it is, I feel like you're going to miss the point of a lot of the show mm -hmm. because that seems self-evident to me. Right. Um, but yeah, so seeing them specifically address that and be like, yeah, we have to make him less human so that people don't feel bad when they're beating the shit out of him mm -hmm. was like, yeah, right. See, they knew. They know what they're doing. <laughs> it's on purpose. <laughs> and apparently, like, the showrunners really got a lot of knowledgeable people in on research for all of the, like, um, 
the makeup and costuming and like the setups of the villages mm-hmm. and everything for this episode and and for him to speak Lakota properly right. as well. Yeah. Um, um So he talks about like what it was like when he comes out this time, you know, and how they just they had no masters and they ruled everything, you know, cuz who was going to check them? Right? And Exactly. This is how he lived for we don't know exactly how long, but for what seems like a long time. Yeah. Um, we know at the end that it's 10 years before he goes, before he dies to go underground. But, um, but I imagine it's several years that he's living like this. And then one day he finds our friend in the middle of nowhere. I definitely thought you were going to say in the buff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Here goes a guy I just didn't expect to see again. Like, why would I? Right. It's so funny too, because you know, the last we see of him in the first season is this, what leads up to this, which is just him naked on a horse going into the desert. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's always been kind of like, well, what the fuck happened to Logan? Like, we then this season starts and we, we see a bunch of flashbacks. We know he made it out the park. We know he didn't just die there. But there's we don't really get any answers. And then we get to see, you know. And this isn't exactly our answer because um, Akicha doesn't save him. But just the fact that he, he runs into Logan, who is out of his mind delirious right now. Which I guess leads to him becoming a drug addict? I would say this humiliation and this this experience coupled with how successfully William usurped his position probably led him down the path of being a drug addict. Hmm. You know, he's got, uh, he's the golden child. Uh, and he comes home and William who was somebody he didn't respect at all who who did this to him is now you know in charge or like you know next to next in line to the throne right and this is a guy who left him to die in the, in the desert you yeah know? and this was like not only a surprise because I just didn't expect to see Logan again but I didn't like I don't think I appreciated just how inadequate their monitoring was at this point in the game Mm -hmm. so i expected that if somebody goes like off book so to speak and heads out to a part of the park they're not really supposed to be in i figured that they would know that and we know we saw in the first season that in the more present storyline that was true like the tech had improved to the point where they could look at their big map and be like, oh, so-and-so is off their loop. And, oh, we have some some guests who are in this part of the park and maybe we should do X, Y, and Z. So they got there. But unfortunately for Logan, they weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't that worried when William decides to do this. I was just kind of like, I guess if you just want to, like, posture and make a point. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think for a second that this was going to wind up actually being a problem yeah uh surprise (laughs) yeah it's it's a it turns out to be an incredibly fucked up thing to do yeah like he could have died he could have he really could easily 
You know, and they would have to know somehow if he died, but they also should know once they collect him just because he's alive and can tell them what happened. Hopefully if he died though, that they'd have to know that a host is not programmed to send him out there. Right. Right. But he could have just, you know, gotten drunk and fallen off his horse somewhere and hit his head. But his, his wrists are tied together. Oh, that's right. Well, also though, the park, the part of the park he was at, you know, cause they were way out. And that was the whole thing, like getting way out of the park where the rules were really lax and anything can happen. Right. You know, so I, I bet that if he had, they had found his body, they'd be like, well, he was way out on the edge of the park, you know, um, a host can tie him up, not, you know, a host could tie him up, a confederado or whoever. They wouldn't necessarily kill him because the hosts aren't supposed to do that, but they could definitely, you know, tie his hands up and then he, you know stumbles hmm. or falls or you know whatever the case and i bet that that would they just would have been like oh well <laughs> do you think well i i don't know if this like obviously i can't say do you think that they ever because you know exactly what happens my question is i'm not clear on if his father knows that william did this to him that's a really good question i think to ask at this point because so Let's imagine after Logan is rescued and he eventually gets home, I feel like it's fair to say he has a conversation with William about this shit, like immediately, right? right? But then what does he tell his, he tells his dad, what, William was going to leave me to die. We've met his dad. What do you think his dad's response would be to something like that? Why did you let yourself get left to die? You stupid fuck. You fell into this. I can't believe that he got the jump on you. That this all, dude, are you serious? That all sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, that also sounds like something that could send you to get high. Yeah, that's true. Your dad totally not supporting <laughs> you. Maybe even making fun of you. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly... We know how completely off the reservation art art uh, William goes when he decides that he's really going to lean into this. But I'm not entirely sure there's a way to get that across to anybody who wasn't there to see it. Right, right. Because all it's going to be is like, oh, really? He killed a bunch of robots at a robot kill party? (laughs) Gee, who would have thought it? Which really doesn't seem to be too, like... Outlandish. Yeah, right. Doesn't seem very damning when you when you say it like that. Well, that's what you go to the park to do. Yeah. Um, and this thing that's happening with Logan right here is a weakness, and James Delos doesn't seem like the type of man that appreciates weakness in men. Yeah. No. No. In fact, it would just embarrass him that it was his kid. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair too. Hmm. So, but yeah, we just spent a lot of time talking about him. But, um, Aki leaves him there. Well, yeah, this, but this is what he, what, what he hears him saying, what Logan is babbling about. Right. Which is, you know, that this world is wrong and where's the door. Mm-hmm. 
There's got to be a way out of here. Oh. We're in the wrong world. We are. Isn't that the fucking truth? You know? Um, and that is another little step on... Um, Akita's sort of journey, you mm -hmm. know, to... Like, he's going up that ladder, you know, from the His first words season. words broke something open in me, mm -hmm. is the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does take pity enough to give him a blanket. He does, which is good, because that exposure was killing him. Yeah, it was. Aw. It's kind of like a sweet little moment when he drapes the blanket around and Logan just looks at him like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's in, he's in tears, you know, Logan, mm -hmm. like, you know, he's like gone mad a little bit, uh, a lot of it. <laughs> do you think that Aki finding him, do you think they can see through his eyeballs that finding Logan is what gets Logan found by the crew? That is an interesting point. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what the tech is like for the park at this point, whether all that is happening just yet. Um, mm. Like, whether they can do it remotely, you know? Like, I guess right, they could right. pop out the little thing in his head, and, you know, they could see it that way. But can they just see it through his eyes? I don't know. Hmm. Well. But, uh, but in the end, he does. He just says, your kind will come for you. And, uh gives him that blanket and bounces <laughs> um, um so then we have the scene where they're making the trade um his crew of strays as the woman calls them mm -hmm. and the still established village that he had once been a part of in a previous life and he spots his love and recognizes her. Yeah. It's weird because he says when he, first he says he never realized he had been here before. Mm -hmm. So seeing her is kind of like what, I guess, jars his memories. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting to think about how that would work for a host since, you know, the memories are supposed to be so inaccessible. I'm wondering, like, yeah, that's just such a weird feeling. Like, have you ever met somebody that you could swear you knew? God, already? yes, yes. I've, like this kind of shit really fucks with my head. This is like seeing this happen and knowing that it's like an actual previous build, and then being like, "Oh my god, did I recognize him from a previous build? Is anything <laughs> real? What is what is the universe like? And you just go down this fucking hole and never come back out." <laughs> like, um, and it happens for him as soon as he sees her. Everything comes back. He mm -hmm. realizes that this was used to be his family and he's caught off. He's so caught off guard. He's staring at her. And one of the men, the younger men, uh, jumps up like, yeah. hey, you fucking don't you look at her like that. You came here to trade. You trade and then get the fuck out. <laughs> and it's he, a pretty intense stance to take. Just. Don't look don't, at her. Don't look at her. Like, he, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but. And he's like, I look where I please. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to jump off. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> it does not jump off. It seems almost like her remembering her, like, makes him more cautious than he might otherwise have been. Yeah, yeah. If, if, I think that is 100% right. Because he like, doesn't react the way his build says he should have. 
Like that kind of challenge, he should have fucking taken a hack right to his fucking jugular. But he doesn't. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> okay. Rashawn. <clears throat> I'm <Jesus>. just saying. <laughs> Um, oh god but then he goes back to his life as um one of the ghost nation which is more killing of people who probably deserve it mm-hmm. or hosts that probably deserve it i'm fine with it <laughs> let me go on record but and oh go ahead this is the moment that i had asked last time whether or not you understood exactly what caused him to stop and neither of us could come up with an explanation now, upon rewatch, I think I may have an explanation, but if it's true, it's not that well, it's not that well illustrated in this moment. Okay. But just to I be clear, happens, you're talking about the moment where he's about to slice that guy's neck, right? Right. Okay. And he stops and like gets up and walks away. And for a second, I was like, Oh, I guess he's decided to take pity on this dude. But then as he walks away, he says, finish them. So I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So I didn't understand his motivation here. Right. But I think it's, we see a quick flash of him remembering kissing her. Mm -hmm. Like one of those memories comes back. And I think it's a combo of like having an actual solid memory that distracts him because he recognized her. But there wasn't an actual firm memory in place yet. So I think that's the first thing. And also, I think the memory of her is triggering him to remember that he has done this exact thing before. Killing this very same guy in this very same place. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I kind of took it just as like he has this flash memory of her and I agree that he just kind of gets distracted um, and is now focused on what this memory means. Like, where Mm -hmm. is this memory from exactly? What does it mean? Um, I like the idea that it also causes him to realize that he has already done this before. And now he's just more focused on figuring out like the why of it. Yeah. Like, you know, like this guy is, it's not that he wants to save this guy's life. Cause like you said, they, he just tells someone else to kill him. Like this guy just isn't important in this moment anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So he winds up walking away for a while. Like he's like, finish them. I'll be right back, you know, in a couple weeks <laughs> and like goes on a friggin' journey to find the door mm. which he believes he finds when he comes across this like crazy apparatus and this apparatus i feel like is the very thing that william brought dolores to see that one time mm-hmm. but i have no idea what this fucking could be that was gonna be like, my next question like <laughs> yeah it's like i'm looking at it and it's just like a bunch of like electrical pillars and pipes and what looks to be almost like um some sort of like pulley system i can't even tell like i'm looking at this i have it paused and i'm staring at it and i'm like i have 
no idea. Is this the cradle? Are we that far away? The cradle can't be the thing. Why would he? Why would that be the solution? Because they murderized it. Already. They did murderize it. So <laughs> we don't care about that. Ah, yeah, I really don't know. I feel like I'm missing something obvious here. <laughs> but I'm sure in retrospect, I will be like, God, that was so obvious. <laughs> It'd be like the flies. <laughs> you know? The fly. I'm so mad still. <laughs> Ugh! It's a bug. Fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> so, so he sees the door. <laughs> Or what he he's calling the door. And it looks to him immediately like this is it. You know, this is yep. how we get out of here. This is the wrong world. Which which I wonder this is this is not me talking as like a spoiled person. This is just me wondering aloud. Like Because it looks to me the same way that you described it which is just like a bunch of towers, you know, and, and heavy machinery. Right. And what we know about the host is that when they see something that they don't, that doesn't fit into their narrative, they're not supposed to be able to even really see it. So Akicha is at this, is at this point where he is aware, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't look the same Whatever this consciousness is that he has in this moment doesn't look the same as it looked when we saw Dolores getting it or even Maeve getting it. So I so I'm I'm curious what does what does that look like to him? What did he see when he saw that, you know, machinery? You know, like cause that should it shouldn't look like anything to him, right? But yet it does. Mm, it, I see what you're and saying. And not only does it look like something, but it looks to him specifically like a door. Which I feel is like a kind of a leap. Like when you look at that, I don't think it doesn't look, doesn't look like a door. I feel like... I feel like the... The fact... like. Things don't look like anything to them when they are completely unconscious. But the fact that he had already begun to question the nature of his reality <laughs> is what leads to him being able to see this stuff. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the finding the maze for whatever reason was like the catalyst for him starting to think and then running into Logan really made him go, okay, wrong world. So he was looking for clues now because that broke through somehow. Instead of being completely unconscious. Instead of being a teddy. Right. When he comes across this, for example. So for you, it feels like that when he sees this, whatever this contraption is, it's just the fact that it is there and it doesn't fit into the landscape. And that that somehow translates to being a gateway of sorts. Yeah. So his solution is uh, to, you know, kidnap the lady who does not know him and make her remember, which very luckily for him works. But Jesus 
Christ, does he wait a while Mm -hmm. before he finally fucking tries to tell her who he is? I love that he he says here that, you know, he found the way out, but he wasn't, he couldn't leave without her. He has Mm -hmm. to make sure he brings her with him, Um, which is beautiful and heartbreaking also terrifying because he sneaks into her tent in the middle of the night and kidnaps her yeah right it's a kidnap out of love but it's still a kidnap (laughs) nevertheless (laughs) yeah and like i said he stops and like washes his makeup off and everything Mm -hmm. and like i understand that he's doing this so that she'll recognize him but he gets back on his horse and keeps riding again before stopping. Right. And I don't know, like, at first I thought he was heading back to the place that they had originally been settled in a village. But this area doesn't look like where they used to be. I think the village is where it had been when he was there. I think it's still located in the same spot. So I don't know why he waited so long. <laughs> I was just like, this poor woman is ready to peer pants. He comes at her with his knife in order to cut her bonds off. And she almost runs, understandably. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, dude, really? Come on. Just think this through a little bit. What did you think of the fact that she was able to remember after he says, you know, take my heart when you go? That really surprised me. I'm not entirely sure what to make of the fact that she remembers one thing that would help with me buying this a little bit more would be if Maeve had a sort of like phrase that she used with her daughter mm. that made her remember her, that there could be something right. like if that had, that's like so deeply right. embedded. If they had set something up that said, you know, almost like a trigger um yeah more in the sense of uh super secret agent sleeper cells and not in like horrifying content that sends you on a downward spiral (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i feel like the um like we kind of get an almost inkling of that with her being like just this is her mommy and she doesn't want her getting taken away by the bad people again Mm, yeah it's true but it's but it's not like specifically directed at Maeve. It's just a general memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this what we're what we're seeing here with Akichita and Kohana is a very specific phrase that leads to her suddenly remembering, which we've never yeah. seen. We've never we haven't seen this anywhere else. Um, it could be as simple as. It being just sort of like a preliminary wipe when she was, you know, in the lab last time, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't give her a new build. You know, it wasn't like Maeve where they took her from the homestead and made her like the Mariposa madam. Um, this is just more of a, like a, just like a reset. Right. Hmm. A lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But we had, but the scene is when when he had, places her hand on his heart, and she's looking at him, and she doesn't know who he is. And then there's that moment where she recognizes him, and like it, it comes back to her a little bit. Oh, 
tears. It's really like the two of them just have uh, the most amazing. They chemistry. really do. Like I kind of like need them to be a real thing. <laughs> 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 they might be happily married to other people, but I need them to be an actual thing that's happening in the world. I need their love so, to be real. You're doing that thing where that Tumblr post of somebody pushing two characters together and going, now kiss, <laughs> but with real life. But with real life. <laughs> and when she recognizes him, his face is just like, because it's been, his face has been so like determined and, and sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, kind of like all this longing as he's searching for the door all this time by himself. And then there's this face just looks like, ah, oh, I'm where I'm supposed to be now. You know? <laughs> yep. And he's explaining to her that, uh, you know, what, what, what they're doing, what they're looking for. And, um, they, again, time is hard to judge, you know, but it appears like they've been out there for a while to the point where when she starts to question him you know are you you sure about this you know (laughs) they had said you were crazy and i said that you weren't but now (laughs) but as much as i want to believe you it's been a minute i'm very cold um yeah, the fact that she, like, has the faith that she, recog- like, it's it's not just that she recognizes him, but that the trust also yes. all comes back, yes. you know, like. She says, I feel like I've loved you for many, or does he say, I feel like I've loved you for many lifetimes? I think. Yeah. I think he says it, and then she says, I remember that. Or no, I think she says it. I When she's saying, I feel as though I have loved you. For many, it's something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to find for the many lifetimes. Spot, but yeah, she's the one who brings it okay, up. Okay, then he says, "I remember that," and um, she starts to ask, like, "What is on the other side? Like this thing we're looking for, this place we're going? Like, what is it?" And he doesn't yeah. really know. He can't. That's know. really the question, right? You don't know that the other place is better. You know? He just says, "Some place where our memories." Um, Either he says someplace where our memories are real or someplace where our memories last. I think he says someplace where our memories last. Which you got to figure is super important if you understand that the way you live now, your memories can be taken from you at any time. Yeah. He says somewhere our memories will be safe. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, Mm -hmm. God, you guys. Mm. That's just... mm. There's a reason why mental magic is a big no-no in the Dresden Files. I mean... Because that shit will fuck your life up. I mean, like, if you were aware that at any time someone could just make it so that you don't remember the people that you love the most, that are the most important to you, uh, good lord. You know? I would be terrified of losing my memories. I mean, we are already low-key kind of terrified of losing our memories. Like, we... Hello, Alzheimer's. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly what I was about to say. You know? We get worried about getting older and um, not knowing your loved ones when they come in the room to sit and talk to you and to touch you. And you don't know who they are. Um, So this is really tapping into, like, I think a... 
a level of fear that we all have, mm-hmm. you know, and the lens that we would go to to protect that. Huh. That's an interesting way of looking at this whole story. It kind of reminds me of, um, you saw that you saw all of season three of black mirror, right? I did the play test episode. Yes. It reminds me of that also, Mm. that whole concept. Hmm. Um, so, all right. The door that he's searching for, like he brings her to the spot where he had seen it last time. It's gone. This shit is gone. (gasps) Which I don't understand. Oh, before they get to the, wait, that doesn't happen yet. The door being gone happens before the conversation in front of the fire. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because after the fire is when she gets snatched. Yeah. I don't understand. How though? Where is it all? The door? Yes. It's buried. Why? What is that? <laughs> Are we going to make an earthquake? Is this all a bunch of like, it's like the weird cluster? sensors in the ground? Is it the cluster from Steven Universe? <laughs> The cluster? The cluster. Oh yeah. I've been rewatching that. Well, not rewatching, continuing on. Oh, you finally guys are finally watching? Mm-hmm. Are you on season five? No. Oh, damn it. Nowhere near. Calm yourself. <laughs> I need y'all to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done unspoiled Steven Universe. Oh God, no. We don't want any parts of that. Yeah, that's true. To distract some undesirables. Oh my god, yeah, no. No, thank you. That fandom's real rocky, guys. Listen. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, the day after the fire, they are... He's hunting. Because he comes back and he's got, like, some unfortunate animal in his hands. Bunnies. And he sees uh, her getting loaded up into into the back of one of their little buggies. And the text can't understand what she's even doing this far away. Yeah. And we're not sure how they found her. You know, maybe they just happened upon her. Yeah, without finding him also. Mm-hmm. It's really, that's the part that surprised me was that apparently they somehow spotted her without knowing that he was with her. Yeah. And it, yeah, because it doesn't seem like they were actively looking because mm-hmm. they don't wait around and try to find the second host, you know. So it wasn't yeah. like, oh, there's two hosts in this part of the park. Um, hmm. This whole scene is so upsetting to watch. It is. And she's... The look that he gets on his face when he realizes, and then how, like, he, of course, waits. He could run after her, but he knows that that's not going to do either of them any good. Right. So he hides until that evening, hoping that they have put her back and that he can reawaken her memory again. And when he gets there, it's another host. This was, it was too much. This was too much. It was like a literal nightmare. Much. I, I mean, like we talked a second ago about what it, what it is, what it must feel like to not be able to trust that your memories are going to be your memories. But this shit, going mm-hmm. to get the person and it, they roll over and 
it's not just that he's in the wrong tent, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking whole-ass new person where his person is supposed to be. And I would just go run screaming into the desert like Logan, if this were me. I would be done. Oh, man. I just feel so, like... It's it's just the kind of... Like, what presence of mind he has to continue to believe what he believes when... I mean... Not that everything isn't proving him right, but, like, this is so much that I could see you just breaking mm -hmm. when this happens, you know? Like, you just go nuts. You just lose Yeah, this it. is some last straw shit. This yeah. is like, well, okay, I'm done. I'm done here then. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's the, the Lakota that are in the war paint, they are the ghost nation, right? But they don't call mm -hmm. themselves that. And they call, like, he calls, he says Kohana's been replaced with a ghost. And then later on, he calls the other replacement a ghost as well. Um, I just thought that was interesting. That they, that's true, you know, yeah. I forgot about that. So that's my maybe, like, maybe they start calling themselves that? Or do you think that Ghost Nation is an entirely assigned name? I feel like it's an assigned name. Because huh. when he does interact with his old tribe, she just calls him strays. Yeah, true. I just feel like that was before he really started to understand this. So maybe once he starts to get it, they take that name on because now they have more of a mission. Oh, you know I see what, what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah, no, I think that that is just part of what they, uh, what the part calls them. Hmm. I guess that makes sense because like, well, it, yeah, the timing of everything is really, because I'm trying to think if, um, he has his awakening before like William's visit and that he can't have because he meets Logan way at the beginning of his story of awakening. Mm -hmm. So... And they're already calling the tribe Ghost Nation back then. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. Um, and then we have a little, like, he is, uh, like, traveling and searching and going from town to town, yeah. running up against danger a lot of times from yeah. people who don't take kindly. We, and, we see him in all the, like, places that we've seen in the park. Um, mm -hmm. We see him in uh, Lawrence's little town, and we see him in Sweetwater. And um, he's also keeping an eye out on the uh, the village. Right. Um, and he runs into Maeve's daughter, who helps him mm -hmm. when he's, like, either injured or starving or god knows something's what. going like, he's on he's in a bad he's in a way. bad way he's like crawling on his belly he's all like dehydrated and probably been out you know in the elements for who knows how long and i'm really like curious what went on there because it cuts away right after she gives him something to drink so i'm i feel like there's got to be more to that but I don't know what that even looks like because one one little tin cup of water is not bringing him back from the state that he is in right there. Yeah, 
you know but yeah i don't know if she brings him back or if it's just a kindness that allows him to move on a little bit further and he gets to something else you know i don't know right um because i mean how what else is she gonna do except take him home and we you know i don't think that happened (laughs) oh yeah no definitely not i'm just i was just like i wonder like you know and obviously she had to do this without Maeve seeing yeah um so then we have his conversation with like one of the tribe mothers who uh her son has been replaced Mm -hmm. and he just straight up mentions that shit Mm -hmm. He's just like, oh, yeah, so I see you got a ghost there. Like, it's nothing. Which is, uh, like, you don't, were you surprised that he was just, like, just came out and said it? Yes. Because I feel like the show probably could have just beat around the bush for a while. But they were like, no, we're just going to go ahead and make this a thing. (laughs) He's a fucking, like, truther (laughs) out here. You know? (laughs) 9-11 was an inside job. (laughs) My memories aren't my memories. All right, fucking weirdo. Um, but he, but before he says when something. When he says it. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, before he says something to her, he says, I wasn't the only one that noticed that their family had been replaced. So right. he catches the mother looking at her son with the weird expression on his face, on her face. Now, granted, her expression doesn't say to me, come tell me that you know they're swapping bodies but he's read it a different way because he sure as shit just fucking comes right out and says hey. <laughs> i'm going i'm going back and like looking at that exact moment to see what how she's looking at him yeah she's watching him and she just looks kind of confused but yeah i would not put that as you said down to oh uh i've been my son's been body snatched <laughs> And uh, this is when she says, she tells the story um, that there are these people from down below. She doesn't call them people, visitors. And um, there's a whole sort of mythology that's been built up around these um, strange things that people see. You know, these people Mm -hmm. coming up from the ground and uh, spiriting people away and that would make sense from the first season when they remember the little um the little doll that one of the kids dropped oh, in yeah. town in front of Maeve yeah and they like when she finds that and she brings it to Hector he says something about how they worship them as gods but like once we see this it's not exactly the right, case right but is it's just isn't that they're us isn't that just like us though to like completely misunderstand mm-hmm. and talk about some shit we think we know about <laughs> like oh they worship them well not no not exactly if you just asked us we would have told you <laughs> what the deal is there you go and you know what they say about assuming hector um so he realizes after talking to this woman who's like well they say they come up from underground and some people consider like being visited by them a blessing and others are afraid that the ones on the other side will not be able to find their way back Mm -hmm. and this sort of plants the idea in his head that he 
can find his love yep. by dying. Yep. Says he searched everywhere except the other side of death. Yeah. So he uh, he's back in that scene again where he's fighting the the people, and this time he just walks up and lets someone just shank him. Yep. And uh, we see him down underground in the lab, and this is where we find out that he has not been there for 10 years he hasn't been underground in 10 years hasn't died in 10 yeah. years which so he has not been updated yeah it's just and it's really like considered an embarrassment to the staff mm -hmm. which i enjoy yeah she's just like uh give him the update get him the fuck out of here and do it quietly yep um which yeah yeah clearly this isn't what you want to get out because I guess you're supposed to have a better handle on the host than what they're doing and you know who's in for updates and whatnot. But if I would, I would love it if it was revealed later that he was the impetus for that entire map. Oh my god! Because like it just got that was just so serious that they were like, oh my god, you know what? We need to fucking <laughs> make sure that doesn't happen again because. I almost lost my god dang job. You know, yeah, like they're not uh, rotating them in and out, like for daily maintenance and shit. I guess at this time they were just letting them do whatever the fuck they wanted and they just came downstairs yes. when they got shot. But, um, so they said start to set them up for the update and then everyone leaves because it's going to take four hours and people have shit they want to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, he just hops off that table because he's still awake. Now this is... Goes on a little fucking tour. Now they don't... They don't they didn't do any kind of check. Right? Check how? Remember, okay, remember in the first season when the first time Maeve wakes up and Felix and Sylvester are like, what, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck? And Sylvester accuses Felix of not making sure she was powered all the way down. Right. Um, or turned her off or whatever it is he said. Um... Which made it, and Felix is like, no, I did. Of course I did. Which made it seem mm -hmm. like that was just part of the normal procedure. Is to make sure everybody's powered all the way down or whatever. Right. But I guess that's not part of the procedure yet. And maybe this is why. <laughs> I mean, you can't power them down when you're updating them, though. Well, yeah, but... I mean... You should be able to do something so to make sure they're not just going to walk around the lab i think they think they've done that and it just doesn't affect him oh. the way it's supposed to because mm. he's sitting there staring straight ahead apparently turned off or as much off. he's he's sleeping he's you know the way they put you make your computer sleep mm. so i think they they believe that that's been done but that is something that i had a bit of an issue with when we talked about this before was that it seemed as if they should be able to tell from looking at his activity that he isn't entirely well, asleep or at least that there should be an alert once he does get up and start walking well, yeah, around that, that he is doing That's what that. I mean. Like they just, uh, okay. you know, you feel like they would check something. <laughs> yeah. Like I understand they can't turn him all the way off to update. Um, but yeah, but whatever the case, they leave and he immediately hops up. <laughs> yep. Which makes you wonder about cameras and shit. That has <laughs> always been my issue on this show. It's like, you designed this place to be all windows. 
so that nothing can be hidden, that there's no, and I assume that so that security is easier to carry out. And yet <laughs> we got people wandering all over the fucking place and nobody seems to notice that. <laughs> And I just like, that's not just an issue on this show either. Like there are so many shows where there are security cameras everywhere until they can't have that. And then suddenly there's not a security <laughs> camera for like six blocks. And I get real, like Marvel shows can be really bad about that, especially um, because they just need our heroes to be able to pull off some crazy shit without somebody identifying them. Mm-hmm. Later. But it's hard for me when I get so distracted by that waiting for the other shoe to drop because I literally take it for granted that they will get caught this way. And then I realize after two more episodes and this never comes up again, that nobody is going to notice and that that actually isn't an issue at all. <laughs> and that I was worried about nothing. So yeah, like, and, and I mean, not only do they walk away and he wanders around and there's no cameras, but like there's no other workers on this floor, this entire floor. Well, not just this floor. He goes down a couple floors. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't run into anybody. He comes back upstairs hours later and doesn't run into anybody. Like, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, but it's fine <laughs> is where I'm at with it, where I'm just like, yeah, all right. Because it really is a myth. Like the whole thing is just a man going into the underworld to rescue mm-hmm. his love from Hades mm-hmm. kind of It really story. is, isn't it? Yeah. Um so he gets down and makes it all the way to cold storage and is able to access it because I guess you don't need a key card. <laughs> we just keep on bringing shit up, huh? Well, we really did love this episode, guys. We really did. Um, And he sees her in there. And it's like, this whole episode is just like one heartbreak after after the next. Because he is feeling like, oh my God, I found her. Like, I finally found her. This is supposed to be a triumphant moment. But instead, it's not. Because understatement of the fucking year. I mean, it's not. She's just, she's there, but she's not there. It's the most heartbreaking thing that's ever happened on television. I think that might be right. Like, this is so fucking awful. Yeah. He, um, like he's, I mean, first of all, the scene is just like he's, in cold storage, all the hosts are, they don't have any clothes on. And it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. And he's there, and it's like he's walking through a room of, you know, dead bodies that are standing up street. And mm-hmm. then he finds her, and he, he's so gentle. Like, he, the way he's touching the sides of her face, and he says, it's time to mm-hmm. go home. And, like, he does the thing where he puts his forehead on her forehead, and he kind of embraces her a little bit. And then it's like a slow, a slow realization, you know? Yeah. Because she's standing. So of course he doesn't think she's dead. Mm -hmm. But, and when she doesn't respond to his touch. Oh my God. And I assume that she's also maybe colder. I would imagine. Um, and the look on his face, it's just like his acting here is just stupid. Um, and then he says that he realizes that 
this is not just about him. Mm -hmm. That he has been so focused on his own little romance. And he's realizing as he looks around at this room full of people that there are all these folks up there mourning the loss of somebody mm-hmm. and not even knowing yep. why. Oh my God. Because that person still seems to be there. Uh, which is some surreal horror shit. Yeah. Agreed. Like, Jesus. Some... Whew. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. It makes me think of um those stories about somebody who gets like a traumatic head injury and their pers- personality changes. Mm-hmm. So that person is still with you, but now you don't recognize them or know them or understand them. And they're in the body of somebody that you know and love. And yet they're a stranger. And you, and that's a real thing. It really is. And they are there in your life and they're like looking like the person that you do, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how jarring that must be to be looking in the face of someone that you know, you know, but they're, they're not that person anymore. Like, I can't even imagine. Um, and their face is the same face, but they had a look when they would look at you. Mm-hmm. And they no longer get that same look on their yep. face anymore when they look at yep. you. Like, yep. again, nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny in a, like, a deeply depressing, horrifying way. Like, all the ways our brains can just rob us of all the shit we take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a pretty precarious situation. Um, you know, and there's, and there's all kinds of things that can happen. Like you said, there's, you know, there's traumatic brain injuries. There are illnesses that can do that. Um, yeah. And, and when he comes back and he has to say, I can't bring them back. We can't get them back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Mm-hmm. just the 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 look in his eyes when he lays back down on the table after coming from upstairs and the tears like that only fall when he finally closes his eyes like they were just hovering in his mm-hmm. eyes I can't I can't deal with this fucking scene man it's too much his acting is too good the whole thing, and she he brings back the braid, the braid, yeah. And she immediately like, no, and you know this is the moment that I said last time. What is her son thinking that they replaced her other son with? Watching her mourn, him right, while he's still standing in there in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the replacement has no idea that he's a replacement. He thinks he's that guy. You know, yep. I mean, it would be like we don't see him after the first season, but well, we have the moment. We had the really beautiful moment with the two Clementines, mm-hmm. you know. But only one Clementine was aware. You yes. know, it wasn't like they were both being like the Spider-Man gift where they're pointing at each other. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was just our Clementine kind of having this moment of on some level understanding that this other woman was kind of her, you know, and saying her words. <sighs> I can't handle it. Yeah. Remember, I'm I'm remembering that Clementine scene now and her acting in that scene just ripped me mm-hmm. up. 
like the combination that she managed to get on her face of like confusion and rage and disgust. Like there was so much happening on her face in that moment. I don't know how she did that. Like, and, and that actress had all kinds of shit to do all season, but here goes this one scene that was like five seconds Mm -hmm. long in which she had no lines. And she managed to do like more in that scene than she's done the whole rest of the season. Like, what? (laughs) Oh God. People in talent. Disgusting. Oh man. It's too much, guys. It is a lot. It's a fucking lot. Good Lord. Mm, mm, mm. (sighs) So, all right. I'm jumping ahead here because we get that Smallwood scene. Um, He, oh, okay. So this is uh, when Akichita starts to tell everybody about this. And we have this weird moment of his... uh, tribe mate telling him to put the map the maze in his Mm -hmm. head which i did not understand at all hide it from them i don't understand this and we you did not come up with an explanation last time well oh so the hide it from them i think it's hiding it from like the, the the humans but they are like it's carved into tabletops and drawn into dirt. It's like all over the place. This isn't hiding it. Well, I mean, all right, let's stop for a second. Let me. Or I'm gonna look that play because I'm actually behind you. So it's carved into. We see it. When do we see it carved into stuff? Like we see it carved into a table in. Um... Lorenzo's town. Remember when Ford goes and visits and stops and stares at it in season one? And that's with the man in black, right? So mm-hmm. that's later. Yes. And then uh, when else do we see it? Because sometimes um, I, we see it. I mean, they draw it into the dirt in front of Maeve's place, so they're not hiding. Well, it then he either. wants Maeve to know it, though. He's trying to give Maeve a message. So, the- But that's what I mean. It's like he wants to share it, but then they're saying hide it from them. Doesn't make sense well, to me. I think it's... Hmm. I'm torn. because I'm torn because I, I feel like I understand what he means about hide it from them. Specifically from the people that work underground. But... I'm trying to think if it's in front of Maeve's house. I think it's okay because again, he's, he just wants Maeve to see that. And there's not like, there's a lot of uh, park personnel out in front of Maeve's house on a given day. Um, I'm trying to think where else do we see it? I know. I think we saw it on, on that. Um, we see it on the train with Dolores I just don't like really when it comes down to it, the hiding it isn't even the issue. It's hiding it in your scalp. That's the part I don't <laughs> know. 
who's going to look like who of, of your tribe is going to look there? What significance is it that it's there? Y'all are clearly awake enough. They're not going to forget yeah. it. So why do you need it written anywhere on your person? Mm. What is the point? That I don't have a good answer to unless it's just sort of maybe it's supposed to be symbolic of their acceptance of it. But that's me reaching. You know, like maybe yeah. it's a ceremonial thing. If that were presented that way, then sure. But instead, it's this guy like kneeling down and cutting open his own head. Well, that feels very ceremonial. And saying like, hide it from them. As he slices his friggin' forehead open. I'm trying to get to the scene real quick. I'm a little bit behind you. Um, so it's not something that everybody has like agreed upon and the whole tribe gets together and we go person by person and put this in all of their heads. It's one dude talking to his friend and impulsively on the spur of the moment, slicing his own forehead open and peeling his scalp back and having his friend come in. And he doesn't even say like, put it in my scalp. He just says, hide it from them, which frankly is not real clear. either. <laughs> it's not instructions. Exactly. So you're just assuming that your friend's going to know what you mean, which somehow he, he does. does. So I'm thinking maybe this is supposed to have some significance to them that we just don't understand because it hasn't been laid out clearly to us. But yeah, he puts this, he puts it to his head, the knife to his head. And Akichita knows exactly what to do next. It's weird, man. I know we yeah, talked I don't, about, I just don't really get this, but we talked about you know how they survive it all this right the scalping but um you know we see bernard survive having his whole thing plucked out of his head so clearly yeah. having the top of your head cut off is not as serious as it would be for say you or i <laughs> <laughs> it's not the deal breaker um yeah, so I'm just, I don't know. This this thing is confusing to me. I'm curious for listeners to, like, chime in with their thoughts. And we go from there to the memory that Maeve has of the their arrival at her place. Mm -hmm. And him saying, it's easy to misunderstand intentions. And the realization that, like... The scenes that we've seen of him coming through her window have never ended with him opening the door. It's never continued up to that point. Right. It's always been spliced with the door opening and the man in black being right. there instead. There's also the scene where the daughter tells Maeve that the ghost said we should be afraid. Oh, right. Yeah, these ghosts are not good communicators, guys. And Maeve just says, you know. I'm watching you. You should be afraid. <laughs> like, what do you think that sounds like? Good God. <laughs> so, how about this scene with Ford, though? Mm. We've got a whole scene of this bear being hunted. And Aki himself is being uh, included in this scene 
which is so weird to see. And when he walks up, Ford is cutting the scalps off of all of these hosts because he has found the maze underneath. Mm-hmm. Which because Ford is a sly fox. You know, like I'm seeing you hide it from them. Should have yeah. hid it a little bit better, maybe. Yeah, you'd think inside your own scalp would be sufficient. Man. That must seem like such a... Like such a complete ripoff to like sacrifice so much that you're like sliding your whole scout back and putting messages in (laughs) to find out that he just knew the whole time. Like how friggin angry would you be about wasting that time? How do we think Ford knew about it? No idea, to be honest. Like, I just feel like Ford sees everything. I feel like Ford spends his time watching security footage and like, (laughs) saw a tech who did not know any better pulling a scout back and the the tech didn't pay any attention but Ford's like enhance 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 <laughs> ah I know that symbol mm-hmm. that kind of thing so he has this wonderful conversation with him with Ford um mm-hmm. Ford is just like I've been watching you and uh he says, it appears you've been watching me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just, turns out, this is a, compl- a, a surprise to Ford. Um, yeah. You know, this is not, he wasn't really expecting this to happen. To have a, a host that wasn't part of his... Uh, wasn't on his radar initially you know right um pick up on all this and then end up on this sort of this path that arnold had tried to put dolores on this this sort of path to um hearing your own voice and Mm -hmm. getting to a level of consciousness but in order to talk to akicha he has to kind of do the whole analysis thing and it it seems like it's a struggle. Like he's fighting it almost a little bit. The look on his, like, cause he is obviously compelled to answer. So he starts talking and his mouth moves normally, but his mm-hmm. eyes look utterly horrified. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he is compelled to respond despite being awake yep. must be yep. so yep. terrifying. And I don't think we've seen this before, right? Anytime we nope. do like analysis, the host just, uh, the flip switches, the, the switch flips, <laughs> and um, they just go right into it. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I just found that really distracting. You are. What was it that you, you even said? The switch flips. Uh, I think I said? think I, yeah, I said it backwards. The, the switch flips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. And uh, he's asking him, you know, where did you see it? How did you first find this sign? And uh, then Fort tells him that when the Deathbringer returns for me, you'll know to gather your people and lead them to a new mm-hmm. world. Dun, dun, right? dun. Meanwhile, he's standing there. His hands are bloody up to his, practically his elbows. Oh, my God. Looking like fucking serial killer. And he's surrounded by scalped hosts. Oh my, oh my god, look at that. Like, the whole thing is just so 
like it's just like you know what someone had to come clean that up oh what yeah. the fuck did they think <laughs> i mean nobody questions for it's not i imagine it's not or maybe they thought he was just setting the tableau for a scene oh my god you know like maybe he was building a narrative here yeah you're right they were just like oh that crazy fucker ford up this he's gonna have all these <laughs> all these ghost nation natives oh, scalp each other or something Jesus. and he just walks off into the night <laughs> it really is like colonization the art installation project. <laughs> like this guy in a friggin pinstriped vest this old white man standing amongst a bunch of bloodied natives <laughs> And then just, just walking away. away from it. Like, well, I'm done. He leaves the mess for somebody else to fucking clean up. Yep. After he gives some instructions. <sighs> so then I think from there. It goes. Are we keeping you up? Oh, I'm Sean? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's really late where she is. Honestly, I want to start wrapping this up. So, um, Akichita walks up on the fucking slaughter from the board meeting and mm -hmm. um he's ew, a giant bu fucking buzzard um <laughs> but he knows that this is it this is this yeah. is the time because for it was basically just like just chill for a little bit i know you're searching for mm -hmm. this door and you want answers but i need you to chill but when when she comes for me then you'll know it's time. And he sees Ford's body. And he knows it's time. It's time. Baby. I'm singing it because I feel like his heart's probably singing a little bit. <laughs> you think he's and it sounds probably he's rejoicing like a little bit? <laughs> I think so. Like, when somebody tells you, you're going to get your heart's desire once I'm dead. There's no way you find that dead body and you're not like, yes, <laughs> right? And then, uh, I think you might be right. But he, he, and I also, you know, I think an important part is too, he understands that there's a sense of urgency. Like, it's mm -hmm. not just that now is the time to do it, but it's like, now you have to do it now because yeah. he says something like, uh, I have to do it before the death bringer ends us all. Which is a whole new look on Dolores. Like, we've been looking at Dolores as the champions of the hosts. Mm -hmm. And it appears that Dolores might be a little misguided. <laughs> well, the season opened with her shooting one of them and telling them that they're, they're not all destined. We're not all going to make it, girl. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. You don't get to tell me. <laughs> So we're back at the Ghost Nation camp with Man in Black and uh, what's her name? Emily shows up mm -hmm. and uh, she wants them to let her take him off of their hands. He tells her, I want him to hurt. And she says, we want the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. And she looks like she means it when she says that mm -hmm. shit. But my way will be much, much worse. That's what she says. And they let her take him. He tells something to her, too. He says, if this is your father, then you know what a piece of shit he is, basically. You mm -hmm. know his sickness and the things he's done to spread it. 
I like that word. I do lot. too. Yeah. And he says, we cannot let him continue. And she's like, well, then what did you yeah. heal, heal him for? And that's when he's like, I want him to hurt. <laughs> I healed him so this shit could hurt. Which is good God. <laughs> you know, that's, that is cold blooded. Um, and I think she's a hundred percent right when she says that my way will be worse. Like her way is taking him out of the park. Yeah. He's going to hate. Yeah. That. I assume it's taking him out it, of the park. I don't have anything to back that up. It's just an assumption because she does not seem to like it mm-hmm. here. And I assume she knows that he very much likes it here. And so he taking him out of that would be the thing to do. But I'm also just guessing. It would definitely be the thing so. he wants the least, right? Because he's so focused right. on finishing this thing, this game. Um, had to have somebody come and pluck him out of it. He would be furious. Hmm. So he talks to... I'm very curious <laughs> to see what she's doing here. Yeah. So then he t- uh, Kichita talks to Maeve's daughter. Well, he talks at her. But he's not talking to yes. her anymore. And this is when we, the audience, get the confirmation of what we long suspected. <laughs> long as in this episode <laughs> and Maeve is a, is a mess this is a mess oh yeah it's gross yeah she's like peeled up like a friggin frog in a science yeah, class this is not a good look and the, the behavior tech is explaining to Charlotte about the mesh network and that um, the code in Maeve is uh able to pass commands sort of subconsciously Mm -hmm. and they think that they can use her to regain access to the park because she's the only one who seems to have had it this whole time and as he's telling her this she looks and is like wait she's doing it right now Mm -hmm. who is she talking to and then we go back to her POV and we see Akichita being like, so if you manage to survive, you find us. If you do not die well, mm-hmm. which is the same advice that Hector gave to uh, Armistice mm-hmm. that one time. Um, and I really want her to take out <laughs> because I'm tired of this bitch. I don't like her. <laughs> she stinks and I don't like <laughs> her. Um, but yeah, I just... Mm. This thing, shit's ramping up. I'm excited. That's where I'm at right now. You yeah. Know? Let's just fucking do this now. <clears throat> Are there 10 episodes this season? Uh, yeah, only 10 episodes. Last thing I think I heard was that you hoped that Maeve kills Charlotte. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was saying, I hope that Maeve takes Charlotte out. Because I'm tired of this bitch. I do not like her. She has been fundamentally the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just this, um, 
Oh, God. What was I going to say? I got so fucking... Oh, my God, you guys. Guys, we just had a... I stopped recording at that moment, so that'll be cut out. But Rashawn just had a scare where she thought that she had lost this file again. And uh, I'm pretty sure that if that happened, we would just not finish Westworld. We would just be... Yeah, we would be done. (laughs) We'd be like, well, this is clearly cursed. I guess we're done. Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) Good God. But, uh... And he says, he tells Maeve, too, that he's that they will uh, guard her daughter as their own. Yes. Um, so, what do you think happens next? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was such a weird way to say that. <laughs> what do you think happens with Maeve? Um, I feel like Maeve maybe summons some other hosts to help her. But that only would work if they had not put them all down. Which mm. I feel like they must be doing. Mm-hmm. That's or, what it sounds like because he, when when Smallwood first, first shows up with Maeve, the guy is like, what are you bringing her here for? Fucking get rid of her. You know, I think mm-hmm. he says, you know, basically put her down with the rest of them. Hmm. I'm just trying to think exactly how, like, I don't know. I don't know. What, is it her summoning Bernard? That'd be pretty good, actually. If we thought that it was, like, Ford in his head the whole time, but really it was uh, her. Mm. And she's like, come on, help me out. Come here. Nope, I know you're over there. No, we don't need to talk to Elsie right now. I need you here, please. Thank you. He's very susceptible. So, yeah, maybe she can just hack into that brain real quick. He's very susceptible. (laughs) Um, We didn't see any of Dolores in this episode. That's true. Um, uh, So, last time we saw her was um, the episode prior where they're all in the Mesa and um, she's dealing with Charlotte. She's just and friggin' she's, running yeah. shit. So uh, any ideas about what we might catch her up to what we might find her doing? What if they're the ones that Maeve controls? Oh, that'd be pretty messed up actually. If Dolores thinks that she's like free and then another mm. host is able to do something to her. Like, right. I feel like yeah, that, I don't... that would fuck her up. I don't know if at this point Dolores is able to be commanded in that way. I bet Teddy could be though. Fucking Probably Teddy. anybody could anybody could run Teddy. <laughs> Do you know what? That's not even a lie. Like I just don't have any respect for that boy. I'm sorry, Teddy. <laughs> I'm sure you're trying your best. <laughs> um uh, all right. Yeah, man. Well, I guess we'll see. This was episode 8. I think that's what you were saying when I got fucking my heart. Oh, stopped. when you got all distracted, yeah. Because yeah. we have two episodes after this, right, and the season's right. over, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm really curious what you're going to think of the season as a whole uh, when we're done. Me too. I'm looking forward to it because it's been a little bit more up and down than it has been than it was in the first season. Yes. I've been kind of more back and forth on how I feel the arc is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, this should be fun. I um, Yeah, we've just got the two episodes left, and they are jam-packed, because they have to be, because they're running out of time to tell the story. 
So you can get ready for that. <laughs> uh all right everybody well i think we're gonna wrap this up because it's getting really late and i still yeah. have to watch the Vavitch for tomorrow's spoil me episode um which is gonna be scary spooky scary um someone posted something about that there's like a a behind the scenes of making that fucking video mm-hmm and apparently Donald, Donald Glover is all over that track. Yeah, I saw that. I had no idea. That's really fun. Yeah, I really need to, like, download the full track, too, because I've only ever seen a little bit from the show. Yeah, I think I looked at it on YouTube or something a couple of years ago. I might post it in the, in the spirit of Halloween. Did you watch the posting of Anything Can Happen on Halloween from The Worst Witch by Tim Curry? Oh, I saw that. Did you watch it? I uh, the clip yes it's <laughs> so hard to get through <laughs> i it's vaguely just... remember that from when i was a kid a lot of people were like they remembered it really well i didn't remember it well but i did watch that movie multiple times did you i don't yep. think i've seen it more than one time i think my babysitter like uh recorded it on vhs off the tv because oh, I, I remember god. it having commercials in it and stuff oh my god that's funny yeah, <laughs> she did that a lot. He, uh, hmm. <laughs> Has anyone seen my tambourine? Like, was he literally making it up as they recorded it? Because I feel like that has to be the only explanation yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, who's writing that down and then and then committing it to memory? That's not a song you write out. Turn into a sardine. What? What are you even talking about? Like uh, the eighties uh, were a weird time. Oh man, it was a different time, guys. You know we we uh, we gave people a lot more room to be weird. That's really true. A lot more room is a really good way to put it, too. Because it's not like we don't tolerate all kinds of bullshit now. But we're, like, on it in a way that we weren't before. Oh, no. We were just no, no, like, no, no. oh, no, let them, let them do their thing, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so you don't like the song, but then it wasn't like we had a way to go yell about it. You know? You know? Like, it came on 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, and then it went off, and you were just like, well, that's two hours I just spent. <laughs> but, like, you couldn't just hop on Twitter and yell at NBC for wasting two hours of your life. <laughs> you just had to suck that shit up. Unfortunately. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, guys. Well, you know where to find us. Facebook.com slash Unspoiled Pod. Twitter at Unspoiled Show. Instagram at Unspoiled Podcast. Um, you can become a patron at Patreon.com slash Unspoiled and get access to Unspookled special Halloween episodes, which I have released the second one yesterday. Um, and Unsober episodes, which Rashawn and I do on weekends twice a month live on camera. And uh, the one coming up this Saturday is going to be on the topic of... You guessed it. Halloween. Halloween. Uh, and if you like the show and you have not already left a five-star review, I would like to ask you what the fuck your problem is. <laughs> Response? Any? Didn't I think mean, so. It's Go a free one. thing you can do. I mean, it's absolutely free. 
I it was a big deal for us. Even I eventually finally figured out iTunes and have left reviews. After we haven't gotten a review since May. People, listen. What do you? What are we fucking nothing to you or <laughs> meat chop liver? What am I a clown to you so you can laugh at me? <laughs> I mean, if they loved us even a little bit, they I would just... run and go leave us a bunch of five star reviews. Bare minimum. Come on. Come on. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye, guys. Spoiled Network Podcast.